Physical Education Association of Ireland podcast, 6th of October, 2021, episode two. I would like to welcome Dr. Karen Weeks, adventurer and lecturer at Munster Technological University, Tralee, County Kerry. I'm really delighted and over the moon to be talking to you today. Thanks a million, John. Uh, brilliant to be here and honoured to be asked to be in your second podcast. Perfect. Brilliant. Um, before we start, Karen, can you let our listeners know what adventure you are embarking on in December of this year? Yeah, so John, I have a plan. Uh, I've been working out of the lesson for over a year now. Uh, basically, I am trying to be the first Irish female to row solo across the Atlantic. So I'm going to be rowing my 24-foot ocean rowing vessel from Grand Canaria over to Barbados, 3,000 miles. So that's the plan, uh, starting off the uh, beginning of December. Fantastic. Um, I know you have been a great supporter of the PEAI over the years and you always like coming to the PEI conference in October to meet up with all your friends. As this year will be an online conference, um, we look forward to 2022 so we can all meet up in person. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, that would be brilliant. And in fairness, the PE conference is always, uh, I actually always really enjoy it because, yeah, I hook up with friends as well, but it's always brilliant to touch base with ex-students, you know, and you see students there from all the years. I, like, I'm in Tralee, uh, MTU now for 16 years, and I see students from maybe 14 years ago, and I go, Fantastic, oh, yeah. you get on in UL? And they go, Karen, I've been teaching for 10 years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's very good. Uh, tell me, how is your preparation going for December 2021? Uh, preparation's going very well. Uh, the, there's an awful lot of uh, work involved in a campaign like this, so like it's, I have a really, really good team around me. There's about 16 people helping me out with this, but um, yeah, like the equipment that you need is very specialised. I need to learn about that equipment. I like such as water makers and solar panels and batteries and that sort of stuff. And then I have to get used to rowing because I'm not really a rower. Of course, so, yeah. Uh, just getting the right rowing technique and the concept too is grand, but it's not the same technique really as in an ocean rowing boat. So just getting the hours out in the boat is important and uh, learning about currents and tides and just bringing back uh, stuff that's been in the back of my brain. I've seen the Atlantic a few times, so I do would have an idea of navigation and tides and all that sort of stuff. But just to remind myself and make sure I'm, I'm going to be on my own this time. Yeah. And I'm going to be self-powered, so I need to make sure I know what I'm doing. You know? Fantastic, yeah. Um, as a sports psychologist and adventurer, how has physical education helped you on your journey to date? Uh, I think, uh, to be fair, uh, in school, uh, I was I was actually chatting to a school this afternoon, and uh, I was just saying, in school, I was a terrible student. I like I was giddy. All my reports said Karen is too giddy and entertaining to class. So PE was my go-to subject, definitely. And like PE in school was a huge part of me in school. That's all I wanted to do, really. I wanted to yeah. do PE and go outside play sport. And uh, so like coming into the sports psychology realm and doing the master's and the PhD, I was a very, very late developer on that front. Like I didn't do that in my, I don't know, early 30s or something, uh, late 20s. But uh, I think the linking of PE and the sports psychology is huge, especially for trip like this because learning the cognitive skills that I've learned from sports psychology and uh, my 
area of my PhD was in ultra endurance with K2 climbers and ultra distance runners. So just using those cognitive skills on the trip would be really, really helpful. Of course, yeah. Yeah, big yeah. time. Um, I have followed you on LinkedIn, radio, and the newspapers since you started your She Can Do 2021 campaign, and the story is gathering and taking shape. How are you motivating yourself for this adventure? Uh, there's no problem with the motivation, actually. I've been really, really driven right from the beginning. Really driven. Uh, like all these, I've done a good few endurance things before, and uh, I knew this one was going to take a lot more work. And to be fair, I wouldn't be a great fan of the whole media thing uh-huh. uh, and the whole radio and newspaper, but I needed money for this trip. I've always had funded all my other trips, but uh, this one is expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. And, uh, so I needed to get proper sponsors. So that's hence we're going the media uh, end of things. But um, yeah, so the motivation for that and the motivation for achieving this goal that's my that's really my treadmill like I really yeah. I really really want to get across the ocean in my boat and uh, we have the official launch this weekend actually on the 9th of October super and uh, so we have all the sponsors coming down and an awful lot of media an awful lot of radio I'm doing it yeah. now this evening after I talk you so no it's great there's great Brilliant. following in it happy days yeah. and, and would you like to mention a few of those sponsors or anything uh, oh yeah, my lead sponsor is Hanley Energy, so the campaign is called She Can Do 2021, and the lead sponsor is Hanley Energy, and then I have very, very good uh, high-end sponsors of MTU, Monster Technological University, yeah. and Somex Automation, uh, and the rest, uh, you'll see them online, but those three are really, really important to the Brilliant. whole trip. So yeah. Hanley Energy, MTU, and Somex Automation. Super, like, lovely. That That's great. Yeah. It's brilliant, yeah. And tell me, um, can you give some advice to everyone listening, uh, from students in primary and secondary schools to adults who need an extra push to achieve something? Uh, well, I suppose, like, one of the things I'm, I'm actually going around, my role in MTU has changed this year slightly, and um, I am visiting schools uh, online and in person as well. But one of the things I'm talking about are, uh, I think, productivity, in my mind, is planning, management, and coping, those three elements. So I suppose I'd advise people to just think about their planning mentally and physically and look at their management, what's in their control or whatever, and then coping, how they cope from a cognitive and a physical standpoint. And, you know, for training making sure that the productivity in their training is good and making sure that their mental productivity is efficient as well. Brilliant. And tell me, how can schools link in with the campaign? Uh, well, just for this round of, uh, I suppose, online visits or whatever that I'm doing, uh, we've just targeted a few schools in Cork and Kerry and Limerick and Galway. Uh, but um, once beginning of December comes, we're going to have a, an educational tab on our She Can Do 2021 website. And there's going to be resources on that from Physical, uh, Get Rowing, Get Going, uh, from Clare and Galway Sports Partnership. And also there's going to be Geology, uh, Geography, and I'll be doing uh, LinkedIn from the ocean. So they'll all be on the website so people will be able to just take the resources as they want. Super, yeah, that's fantastic, yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Um, what will you do if something under your boat is trying to get in? And that's my 13-year-old asking. 
<laughs> it depends what it is trying to get in. Uh, if it's a whale or a dolphin, I'll just leave it there. If it's somebody like a marlin, so a few boats last year were struck by marlin and the sword went up through the boat. Oh, no. Uh, if it's something like that, I'll have to just, uh, I've gone through the whole procedure now, but I basically cut off the top of the sword, leave the rest of the sword in the hole. The, the sword should break off the marlin, he'll swim off, and then I put gel coat around it to stop the boat from sinking. Okay. So things like that, I will hopefully have all the the equipment I need to just fix it fairly fast but otherwise I hope that nothing else will be coming into the boat really yeah there. yeah <laughs> yeah I think we're all with you on that one um can you tell everyone uh why you're traveling in late December uh so I'm going in December because uh I get the boat shipped down uh, to the Canaries Grand Canaria and then I leave it, it's the right time to leave the Canaries so when we were sailing the few times that's the time we left as well and then November December so basically <clears throat> excuse me, you sail down towards the Cape Verde, uh, which are southwest of Gran Canaria. Uh, they used to say you sail down as far as the butter melts when the heat, you're heading down towards the equator there. Very good. And then you're moving in towards the trade winds that are blowing off Africa. So uh, into the trade winds then, and hopefully they'll help me and come in the right direction to help me towards Abedos. Fantastic, yeah, that's brilliant. Um, where will you do your food shopping before you head off? And will you have a, a secret stash of chocolate on board? Oh, <laughs> I have uh, Rupert Martin, who is the uh, a, a well-known sports nutritionist. She's helping with, with my nutrition. So basically, I would be burning 45,000 calories a day, which is quite a lot, and uh, maybe more. But uh, my food is all going to be rehydrated for the most part. So I'll have three or four 800-calorie meals uh, in 24 hours, and that will be all rehydrated food that is all already purchased and should be on its way here to my house. Lovely. And the other thing I'll have is 1,600 calories worth of snacks, so chocolate and bars and all that sort of stuff, stuff that I like, but is high in uh, carbs and calories. Brilliant. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic, yeah. Very good. Um, I love hearing about the adventure from the Canaries to the Caribbean. 3,000 miles of a trip by boat across the Atlantic Ocean on your own, solo. How many days are you hoping to finish it in? Uh, I'm hoping that I'll be able to do it around the 70-day mark. I'd like to finish it in around 70 days. Uh, but that really, in some ways, there's my control because I have to depend on weather, on the, what the conditions are, what I encounter along the way, and also on my body, so how my body reacts. So uh, 70 days, I'll be out there, hopefully, but I'll have food for about 90 or 100 days, in case. Very good. That's good. Um, Karen, I know I know your time now over the last few months have been crazy, okay? And I know the next few months are going to be crazy as well. Look, thank you so much for your time. And from all of us in the PEAI, we wish you well on your journey ahead. The campaign is all about she can do, but I must admit the boys and the men are being inspired by what you are doing. Happy training and every success to you and your team for all the highs and lows ahead. And just a small bit there, all my students and staff are hearing about all the planning and look forward to seeing you in person when you have time to call in in 2022. Well, John, genuinely thanks a million and thanks for being such a great supporter of She Can Do 2021. And uh, 
if people want to follow us, they can click on to Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or any of those things, and uh, it'll be great. We'll have a tracker on the journey, so people will be able to go onto the tracker and see if I'm going around in circles. But thank you, John. I appreciate it. Super. The, the conference this weekend. I will, and the best of luck with uh, send, uh, getting the old uh, send-off for the boat um, in, in Kinvara, is it? Uh, Kinvara, yeah, this Saturday at uh, 5 o'clock. Superb. <laughs> Superb. Karen, the best of luck, and we'll talk soon. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye.